In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. Welcome to GirlfriendIt, where Patty Wyatt and and founders of GirlfriendIt.com. We are sitting here with our hot beverages of choice. Hope you are, too. I I have a chocolate mint truffle. And I have a pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> All right, you're still in Thanksgiving. No, pumpkin spice is holiday, so it, it carries over even in, to the New Year. <laughs> oh, so I'm really happy right now. My palate's very happy. <laughs> well, today we're going to unwrap traditional thinking about giving during the Christmas season. And we're going to be talking about tangible ways that we can gift outside of those beautifully wrapped boxes. But... We're going to be talking with an innovative entrepreneur who is giving hope to people all over the world with a new simple concept. This Christmas season, let's step outside the box and make the world a better place. Does that sound lofty? (laughs) (laughs) That does sound a little bit lofty, doesn't it? But I think it is doable, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some tangible ways, because here at GirlfriendIt.com, we are all about connecting women and sharing resources just to help each other live life abundantly. And that doesn't mean uh, the stress, uh, that, well, that you'll be trouble-free, but what it does mean is having the right tools to handle life experiences and squeeze out the joy to enjoy the journey. Well, you know, and sometimes you really do have to squeeze out the joy and look for it because life can be overwhelming, and it's, and it's so daily. Yeah. We talked about it starts over <laughs> so every 24 <laughs> hours. <laughs> so you have to be intentional looking for that joy, and um, I just have to share a story right now because this is the Christmas season. This is a story that goes back a few Christmas seasons ago to a particular gala out here. There's that word again. Do people even say gala anymore? I don't know, but, that, but we, we do. We still call them gala. We did. And, and I, as I recall, we, uh, several years ago, about 10 years ago, we said, okay, we're going to always try to do at least one gala a year just to give us an excuse to, to dress up well, and play and make-believe. To be intentional, like what we're talking about. Yes, and go just network, and we always have so much fun. And so this particular year, we went, it was for Child Help USA, I believe, Gala. Oh, you're going way back then. That was several years ago. Yeah, wait, just wait to hear the story. You're gonna, it's going to bring back some fond memories for you. Um, it still makes me laugh. And as I recall, this particular holiday season, we were going through a pretty stressful time, and uh, it was kind of, kind of some tense situations going on. And so we got invited to this Gala, and, and it's one of those things. Sometimes you know you're going to have a lot of fun, and it was really great. But it's like life was overwhelming at the time. But we, we did put on our, our dress-up clothes, and, and we went. And uh, as I recall, we were, we were walking around. We got there early, and they had the mix and mingler. And it was like walking into a winter wonderland. Oh, that's when um, Tiffany 
sponsored and all the Christmas trees were done. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I do And remember. so it was, it was really a beautiful, magical winter wonderland that we were just taking it all in, you know, and it was eye candy everywhere. And as I recall, then we, we picked up our program and our host, um, that it had invited us, actually, we were at a table close to the stage so we could kind of see what was going on. And we picked up our program and that is when everything changed for you. I do remember. Do you remember that? Yes. Because who was on the get? Who was the entertainer for the night? We had Peter from Peter, Paul, and Mary, the and man who sings "Puff the Magic Dragon." Actually, I think he's Puff Daddy, right? <laughs> yeah, <he's> Puff, <laughs> not the rapper. But it's Puff Daddy. Big old Puff. Yeah, big old Puff Daddy. <laughs> and uh, I, I remember growing up with that song "Puff the Magic Dragon." I loved it, you know, in the land called Hanalee and everything, and it was pretty cool. But it really took on a new meaning for you. Yeah, because I, I loved I lived in the land called Hanali. And so you still do. <laughs> that land far, far away. That was, it was an amazing, I loved that song. I used to sit on the piano bench and play it over and over and over again. Of course, belting it out because at that point I thought I could sing. And, <laughs> no one uh, had told you otherwise No one had point. told me yet that I, I couldn't even hold a tune. What but. a nice family you had. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Yes. Well, as I recall, um, he he got up. He was toward the end of the program, and so he started singing Peter Paul and Mary songs. And every time he would start a new song, we both kept thinking, "Okay, is this going to be?" I kept puff? poking you. This this will be it. The next one will be pop. The next one will be pop. Well, it got to the end, and he it finally came the moment, the moment we've been waiting for. And he said, "I am going to be singing." As I recall, he first started telling the history of the song because there was some like controversy about it, and then he invited a few people to come up on stage. And that's when the horror set in for me, and that's when the jubilation. As I was getting up, and I thought, there is no way we are going to miss this moment. We are jumping on stage, and you are coming with me. Well, and as I recall, you said, we're going up right now. And I said, no, 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 it's okay. Because I, I was really content to watch you go on stage and have your moment all by yourself up there. But when I grabbed the back of your collar, yes. you knew otherwise as I started choking you, dragging you up. And I am not kidding when I say you literally grabbed my collar. I had no choice. You were choking me, and the next thing I knew, I was going up a flight of steps onto the stage. <laughs> okay, you're making my stomach hurt. <laughs> well, and then the next thing I knew, he started, he, started, he started singing, and you were swaying, and I had no choice but to sway too because we were kind of in a little line up there. And then he walks, he's singing, and he's singing to us as we're singing with him to the audience. And you have the biggest, you were in that land I was far, in far Hon- away. Yeah. And I was, I was finding much joy watching you in that land far, far away. And it really was an incredible moment. I mean, I am so glad I didn't miss it and that I allowed you to choke me up there. And um, we sat down and then we got to meet him and talk to him and you got to tell him how how much you love that song. And, 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 of course, I wanted a second part because I actually think, as much as I love that song, it does end with a sad note because you do feel sorry for a little puff. But, yeah, the second song wasn't going to happen. But that, that's exactly, least what, what kind of memories that you want to bring into the Christmas season because even though we were stressed out at the time, I don't even remember what we were stressed out about. You, re- you remember that story. I mean, that, that seriously paints such a funny... You remember the joy yeah, and the laughter. And you know story. what? We have talked so many times about in life, you've just got to find laughter. You've got to laugh your way through life and, and make it enjoyable because it's not... Sometimes it's not going to happen. You have to make it happen. And laughter diffuses so much. Yes. And, and that's what we're going to talk about is what... Kind of memories are we bringing into the Christmas season? 
Well, and if you think about last Christmas season, can you even remember, I mean, what are the memories you think about? And can you even remember getting a certain gift? And even the gifts that were at that time seemed so important that yeah. you had to have. But can we even remember what gifts we got last year? Well, and this year, this is such a stressful time with everything going on in the economy. And I know just you and I alone, we are dealing with so many friends that are um, struggling with layoffs. And experts say that we are at a 10% unemployment, which isn't even counting a a lot of the people that aren't going in for unemployment. They're just just really struggling. And so we don't want to remember this as a season of stress, but to find the joy and hold on. And there's always joy and there's always hope no matter what's going on in life. And that's why um, it goes back to we need each other. We need each other to be cheerleaders, and that's why we just love being a, with Girlfriend Ed to having other women because we can, we can really carry each other's burdens and share in that and laugh our way through life. You know what? When I think about a, a Christmas memory last year, um, it wasn't about a gift at all. It was totally about... Um, a memory, and, and the memory that really stands out with um, our family is last year, just a few days before Christmas, um, a friend had introduced another gal and said, there's a gal that's living in your area that doesn't have any family, that's going through a tough time, and she only wants to go to Christmas Eve service. Can you, can you help her? And so as I, as I was talking to her and discovered um, she really didn't have anybody, and I said, why don't you just come spend the night with mm-hmm. us on Christmas Eve? But I'd asked my family and my husband, and I have you know, grown kids, and they were all, they immediately said yes, which just, I go, okay, they get it, mm-hmm. you know, because that's yes. really what it's about. And so we had invited this girl over, and we have the holiday tradition and Christmas Eve, with my husband being a, a pastor, we have all these, you know, we have these Christmas Eve services, and we all get together, and um, we all get new pajamas. We put our new pajamas on, and then we watch A Muppet Christmas Carol. A Muppet Christmas Carol. I don't even think I've ever seen that. It is delightful, <laughs> and it's one of those things that just makes it. But and half of us fall asleep because by the time it's over, you it's fall one in the morning. <laughs> oh, you! <laughs> it really is delightful. But um, and but we invited her in, and um, we bought her pajamas, and and she spent the night with us, and it was a memory that we, our family, will never forget because we had so much fun with her. She made Christmas for us, mm-hmm. and just seeing it through her lens, mm-hmm. and. It was magical, and it brought joy. And so it's, those are the kind of things that you just want, you need to look for and just to be open and willing to make those happen because it isn't about the materialism. Yeah. It really is giving that, that gift outside the box and, and giving yourself. Totally. And uh, you know what? I think, like we said, you have to be so intentional, and you have to keep looking for those gifts and how to do that. And, um, and so many times we always think you have to spend money. And so many times, you know, we're talking about these hard times, the economic times, sometimes that forces us to be more creative. I agree. And I I know in the past you even put a price on what you're going to – you think I have to spend so much money on this particular person rather than thinking of what they really want. You're thinking of how much can I spend here. I mean, you know, you you literally budget, okay, I'm going to spend 35 on this person, you know, 25 on this person, which is really sad. Then you're looking in that price range rather than truly looking at being creative and getting that person what they what they really want. And many times it's not about a gift of materialism. It's about a gift of your time or um, just, you know, something creative. I know. And, and you know what? And Sometimes we need to be forced and be given permission to think creatively and thinking outside of the box to really make it a significant Christmas season. 
And you know what? Every year going into the holidays, it is my favorite time of the year. Yeah. It is truly magical for me. And I just have great memories growing up and, you know, the cartoons and the, and the you know, the just all that's involved with it and just the family and the friends and just, you know, just hanging with people and sharing time. And uh, you just have to really be intentional with that and just, and just go there and just go, I'm going to make um, it a season to remember. And, and I always like to go into it and go, okay, I want it to look like a Christmas card, you know? Yes, that, yes. That, that visual of a Christmas card, this is going to be my Christmas season, but it always, something always comes up and, it, and it's always, there's always a stress factor. Um, but you know what? You can look beyond that. Yes, exactly. And you know, so many times we do the prototypical tie free mail around and our next, next segment, we're going to talk about how to be a little bit more creative, how you can get out of that tie mode. Um, and thinking outside the box. Thinking outside the box. Okay. <laughs> Back. This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. Critical thinking in the real world. What does it take to get ahead and stay ahead of the curve in this ever-changing world around us? Critical thinking in the real world with Janet Hens. Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central on Togginap. Starting November 4th, Janet Hens is a college instructor, speaker, writer, wife, and mother of three young children. She also has her Master's of Arts in writing from Johns Hopkins University. Janet began her career working for a congressman on Capitol Hill, then moved over to lobbying when he retired. It was through these jobs that she learned about the power of grassroots initiatives, media relations, and public speaking. And then she honed these skills when she became a college instructor. Today, she artfully balances work with full-time motherhood. In the show, Critical Thinking in the Real World, Janet will discuss hot topics and the critical thinking necessary to assess them. Her passion for education impacts her daily life, and she'll share that in every show. Critical Thinking in the Real World with Janet Hens, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central, starting November 4th on toginet.com. Get ready to get busy with Getting It Done. Getting It Done with Jill Staroshevsky, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on toginet.com. We'll be bringing you moms and dads who are getting it done. Parents who have a lot on their plate, but still manage to go that extra mile to accomplish things that they have long dreamed of. Well, how do they do that? Well, that's what this is for. The goal is to educate, motivate, encourage, and support the multitasker in all of us. Whether it's that book that you've been meaning to write, that business that you've been hoping to start, that dish that you've been striving to master, getting it done is here to help make it happen. Motivating you to get started, encouraging you to keep going, providing tips and advice on how to keep the kids happy, healthy, and safe while getting it done and done well. Learn from fellow moms and dads who are getting it done and learn about yourself along the way. It's Jill Staroshevsky and Safety Mom Media bringing out the stars in all of us. It's Getting It Done with Jill Staroshevsky, Wednesday nights at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Okay, we're back and we're talking about gifting outside the box. We all love gifts. And speaking of gifts, I know I stress out all the time about what to give my dad. 
And um, my brothers and sisters, they'll all call, and we all try to figure out, okay, what are we going to give Dad this year? And um, we try to Dads be- are hard to buy for. They are really hard because you feel like they have everything. Yeah. So we're just going to challenge you that this year truly be creative and start looking um, about things that, that you don't have to purchase. I know for me, yesterday, my dad is having issues with his stereo system. So my husband and I went out to his house. He lives about, um, you know, a couple hours away. And for you, that is a gift to him that you would drive because you don't like to drive. I don't like to drive. (laughs) I have to really have a purpose, and I have to really be able to get a a lot of things done. So the fact that you took time to ride in the car for two hours one way (laughs) was a huge gift to your dad. Well, and I love, I so love spending time with him and his wife. And, um, but it really is about the journey, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it is. And, um, but it was fun just to sit there and have lunch with them and, and spend time with them. And so that, we, we started then brainstorming to see what could we give? Uh, what is a gift that you can give to your parents? And so many times, even calling them up saying, I'm going to meet with you and let's go for a long walk. Because not only are you getting exercise, which so many times we all have a tendency to shy away from, and you're also... Spending time with them. So you yeah. can go for a walk. You can, you know. You're multitasking. You're definitely, you know, that would be my <laughs> ultimate, huh, is that I can multitask. Yes. <laughs> you you can also ask him if he needs anything fixed around the house. Yes. That's and that's a great assuming that, you're, that you or your husband or a significant other or a friend is, can, can do that. Yeah. <laughs> and then that, that's where the money comes in because I would say, do you need anything fixed around the house? And then, okay, let me go. Hire somebody. Hire someone to do that. <laughs> um, or you can just ask the question and hope they say no. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, um, Also, you can uh, – I had a girlfriend that she made a movie. The entire family with them in it, with the parents in it, they wrote out a script. They had all the really? props. They had, you know, all the fun things that you – they practiced it. They rehearsed it a couple times. A lot of drama in that family, huh? <laughs> They created this movie, and the cool thing about that is then you can have another evening together where you can watch the movie and complete with the popcorn. Yes, yes. (laughs) You can also have like game night where you just get out all the familiar games that you know that your parents. I remember my parents used to play bridge when we grew up with a bunch of their friends, but I don't know how to play bridge, so that would not be included. But maybe Yahtzee, all those games though: Yahtzee, Dominoes, Bridge, Pictionary. I, I don't know why they just. Monopoly. Like, but they would probably love it because those, yes. those are the games they're that, familiar. that they're used They're familiar. To. Yes. Um, and also, you had a great idea. We were talking about this yesterday is um, about maybe a progressive, a progressive meal with them. Well, yeah. If they live close, if your family lives close, it would be cool just to go from house to house, start out with an appetizer in one house, move on to, you know, some other fun happy hour entree. Yeah, then the entree. But if you didn't live close, Maybe you could just do it through restaurants, like start out at Applebee's and get, you know, there's all meat somewhere and go to Applebee's for appetizer, like happy hour appetizer. Then go to Cracker Barrel and get a few items there. And, and then you can end up at Baskin Robbins or Dairy Queen yeah, for like ice cream. All about the ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> but you could find places that aren't really expensive like that, like Dairy yes. Queen and, and yes. Baskin Robbins. Well, you know, what so many times Christmas does um, become so much about calculating how much I give and how much I get, and we lose sight of really what the season is all about and, um, and thinking outside the box. And today we have a special friend of ours, Michelle, on the line with us, who is a, a young mom pregnant with a toddler. Michelle, how are you? Good. Hey, guys. Can you hear me okay? Oh, yeah. 
Good. All right. I'm doing really good. I'm excited about Christmas. Are you excited about Christmas? You know, as as a young mom, sometimes that can be stressful because you're you're enjoying the time of seeing Christmas through your toddler's eyes, but you're also in that situation of the stress with the economy of trying to start a new family, get into a new house, as well as figure out all the 5,000 gifts you're going to buy everyone. Are you there or are you feeling pretty good about it? Well, I, I could be there. I could easily go to the stress point, but I feel like right now um, things are going pretty good. I, I, I've got a few things we're doing this year that has just taken the stress off of Christmas and has made it really, really fun. Um, I love how you're talking about food and going out to eat and all of that. Um, one thing we did, we just went to Michigan uh, for Thanksgiving and saw my brother and sister-in-law, and they're like our closest friends, and we just went on a date night for each other's Christmas gifts and um, went out to a really nice restaurant, really enjoyed it, got to dress up. My sister-in-law's pregnant too, so um, and she's a stay-at-home mom, so for us moms, and you know, we can be in our PJs all day and... Um, you know, and I'm okay with that that in my life, but it feels good to dress up and go out. So that was our gift to each other. And really, this time of year, you're going to be going out to eat here and there, and that's fun. So why do both? Why do the gift and go out to eat? Why not make the gift the evening and, and exactly. spend some time on your relationship? So, yeah. Think about so that. Instead of focusing on the Santa Claus, do the sanity clause. And that, that does. It helps you stay sane when you can simplify it. And so I can sensitive to Christmas materialism because we do think so much that you have to have that tangible gift in your hands to present to somebody. Instead, it's just about spending time and, and maximizing the moments and creating memories. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Michelle, what are some of the things that, um, as, as a young mom, that you would, you know, also think that would be creative? Because I, I know one gal, she um, wrote cards, 365 cards with different quotes and inspirational things, so they would have a note every single day of the year. And I thought, that is a great gift. I mean, because you're spending your time writing it and you, your thoughts, like some that of your favorite quotes. That would 365 days to do. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> that That is quite the gift. That takes a lot of time. Um, yeah, I just did a... Uh, one of my mom's group that I'm in, we had a craft night and we did an advent calendar uh, out of a muffin tin and it was $15 and it's the coolest muffin tin and we kind of put all these things together, the coolest calendar. And then I filled it with tiny little things for my nieces. And um, that's something that throughout the month of December, you know, every day they get to pull a magnet off of um, the calendar and behind that in the muffin tin uh, is a little present for them. So that was a fun, crafty thing um, and, a, and a simple gift to give to them. Um, okay, the other, we need to figure yeah. out. Well, you'll have to send us a picture of that. And we'll have to put it on uh, Girlfriend It. Okay, I will. I'll I love that. That, that, that. You mm-hmm. almost need the visual of that because that sounds really cool. It was. It's great. It was a great idea. And I didn't have to come up with the idea. I just showed up that night and everything was prepped and I made it and I was done. So, um and then the other thing that especially, okay, kids do not, and especially young kids, I don't have older kids, so I don't know. I know they get pickier maybe as they get older, but my one-and-a-half-year-old toddler does not care what he gets for Christmas. Mm-hmm. He is just going to have fun opening gifts and maybe, they play with you know. The wrapping. They play the with wrapping, all the Exactly, the wrapping and just having something. Oh, they love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, having something new. But, um, 
I have gone, um, and I think this, this kind of fits into probably um, it, maybe your next segment, just buying with a purpose. Um, there, I know near us there's a children's home, and they have an awesome boutique, an awesome warehouse of things that have been donated. That is a great place to buy gifts for anyone, and especially um, some, sometimes in the warehouse. I walked away from like from that place with five different books for Landon for a dollar fifty or something like that. It was crazy. So things like that. Just um, you don't have to buy new for your kids to make it special and fun, and to still feel like you're giving them something for Christmas. Well, and it goes back to the sanity clause we we're talking about. You know, just thinking outside of that that box in our gift giving. And, and, and even um, like with, like, you know, we've been saying we're in some difficult times and, and money's not freely flowing. And sometimes um, it, it's tense because you, you meet somebody and you go, I wonder if we're, you know, we used to always give gifts. I wonder if we still are. I know that um, later on today I'm meeting a couple of girlfriends for lunch and one of them just said, okay, we are not doing gifts this year. And that, you know what? That was very freeing because she initiated it. And so it, it really is about going and having lunch together and sometimes it takes us, we have to be the one initiating and go, you know, guys, let's, let's forget the gift thing because it really is our presence is our present. Right. And, um, and it was, instead of waiting for the other person to initiate that, is go ahead and say, let's redefine what our gift giving looks like this year. And being sensitive to other people knowing because, um, you know, we all, and maybe it's us and maybe it's somebody else that really isn't that financial crunch and it's like, we don't need to make it more stressful for other people, and we can no, take yeah. it off their plate. Definitely. No, I would, I would totally agree with that, and that's actually what we're doing with my parents this year. Um, my dad was out of work for the majority of all last year, and he recently has gotten a job, and things are um, kind of rolling again for him. But, you know, they've got to kind of make up for those last nine months, and I know that they're feeling a little bit of stress, and they're flying out on Christmas Day, and I'm just happy they're going to be here, so... We just talked about it, and I said, hey, let's not do gifts. Let's just be together. Let's have a fun meal on Christmas Day and enjoy our time together. So I think, I think when you're just bold and brave enough to say, hey, no gifts, it doesn't matter. We have everything we need, and we have each other, um, that can make a big difference in the holiday stress. So. And I think that's really cool to be able to, to say that to your parents because I think parents do stress out with they want to give so much to their kids. and yeah. Now we're kind of in that sandwich where our parents are, are struggling as well as, you know, gift giving to kids and just, yeah, remove that stress all the way around. Well, and it goes back to, like we're saying, let's think outside the, the beautifully wrapped boxes and our gift giving this year. And, you know, one of the things I so appreciate is just personal notes. I mean, my temperament loves that. And when somebody just takes the time to hand write those and just to send them to encourage. I'm writing one right now, Lee. <laughs> You know, that's the last thing that I do. I don't get personal notes from Patty. Oh. <laughs> secure with that. <laughs> she, she makes me giggle a lot, and that's, that's, my, that's my present from her. That's good, yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, you know what, Michelle? It's been so great just talking to you and just because um, there's so many different lenses to look at giving, whether you're a daughter giving to a parent like we talked about or it's a, a, a new young mom giving to their kids. I think there's just so many ways to look at gift giving differently um, than maybe we have in the past and maybe we're, this year we're forced to think differently, which is not a bad thing. We really have to activate that Kennedy clause. So 
This is Patty and Lisa, and we'll be right back. When we come back, we'll be talking with you again um, how to do Christmas outside of the box. And we'll be talking with a, a great friend of ours who's an incredible thinker and activator. So stay tuned. This is Girlfriended on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. Inspiring women to be true to themselves. Get ready for Tracy Porter Radio on Toginet.com. 2 p.m. Central, Wednesdays, starting November 4th. Tracy Porter, lifestyle, home and fashion designer, inspiring women from all over the world with their fashionably eclectic goods, savvy tips, style advice, and encouraging spirit. TracyPorter.com is home to her designer products and voice to thousands of women who flock to Tracy's daily blog for a daily dose of pure Tracy. And now she's coming to Toginet. All of Tracy's enchanting goods can be found at TracyPorter.com and her nationally sought-after mail catalog, Tracy Porter. Plus, you can find her here on Toginet. Tracy's awards, appearances, and accolades are too numerous to mention here. So, ladies, you've just got to come to be inspired, too. With Tracy Porter Radio, inspiring women to be true to themselves, to let their passions lead. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central, starting November 4th, on toginet.com. Get a jump on what your preschool kids need to know with Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten from Stacy Cannonberg. A mom told me this is the book I've been looking for. This book gives me all the information I need about what my kids need to know. And a private school admissions director said this is exactly what we test on. Google it, get it, and get ahead. Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten. Applauded and approved by parents and educators. Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten is a state-approved teaching tool. On sale now, in stores, or online at cedarvalleypublishing.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, Patty and I are back with more of Thinking Outside the Box this season when it comes to our gift giving. Um, you know, a, a few weeks ago, our world collided with another organization that is doing truly some revolutionary things all over the world. And um, their concept is simple, and yet their, the result and their impact is ginormous. Is that a word? We, we made it a word okay. because it is that significant <laughs> yes. what they're doing. Yes. It really is ginormous. They are truly um, doing things that is making the world a better place, and we can't wait for you to hear their story. So we're not going to keep talking, but we're going to introduce you to just a new friend of ours that we, um, well, first of all, I love listening to him talk, and, and I know, you'll you hear why. I know, you can listen to him all day. I could, because I love his <laughs> accent. You'll hear it, too. But we want to introduce you to Nathan George, who is the founder of Trade as One, and this truly is an organization that is changing the way we're shopping and we're spending. So, Nathan, are you with us? I am here. Hello, Patsy. Hello, Lisa. Hello, Nathan. Okay, we just, I'm just going to sit and listen to you talk the rest of the time, okay? <laughs> oh, stop it. Okay, so Nathan, tell us, what is Trade is One? Well, Trade is One is a fair trade uh, online retailer, and we, we sell all sorts of things from jewelry through to, you know, chocolate, consumables, uh, bags, housewares. But it's all, it's all fair trade, which is um, essentially, and lots of people kind of, if they've heard about fair trade, they think 
that's coffee, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Well, it, it kind of is, but it, it's a way in which, it's much broader than coffee as well, but it's a way in which we say, you know, the way in which I would expect to be treated, um, I want to make sure that the people who make my products are treated like that too. So it's kind of loving other people as we, we love ourselves. And it, it's actually part of a, I guess, a bigger... Bigger underground kind of revolution happening in consumption that I that I see going through kind of conscious consumption around. If you look at the organics movement or farmers markets or natural products, these are all really fast growing um, movements, and fair trade is part of that too. And it's all tapping into this notion that more and more people are saying, you know, it is not okay for you to sell me products that harm the planet and that harm people. I am not okay with that. And I want to see more transparency in the supply chain. I want more ethical dealings with people. Um, and so fair trade is a way to go once, kind of, it's like almost one step beyond doing no harm. It's actually looking at things and saying, with the products that I need, like stuff that I need to buy and that I'm buying every day, can I move beyond just doing harm? Can I actually do some good? And so what, what Trade as One does is to say every single product that we sell is um, made by somebody taken out of um, human slavery um, or commercial sex work or people who um, have been cynically infected by the HIV AIDS Mm -hmm. uh, pandemic or abused women. And so all of these products are made by people like that. And and what's really important to me as well is that they're stuff that we need. They're stuff we buy every day. It's not chachki rubbish. (laughs) Yes, yeah. Well, and you know, I I just want to interject too is is, um, we – we're not having you on the show as an infomercial, so we don't people just like we're trying to push something. But truly, um, Nathan, when we heard you speak at our church a few weeks ago and introduced this concept, we were really challenged and convicted in areas about we can make a difference with our spending. And that was an area that we hadn't really thought about, that we can really be discerning in how we're spending. Because like you said, we're going to buy certain products anyway. Why not be um, wise in who we, who we deal with Mm-hmm. Who we exchange our money with that we can be helping, and I know that um, I I ordered uh, a, a rug, a beautiful rug, piece of carpet that's made, and every product that you offer has a story behind it, and that is so significant. You're not just buying a product, but it represents a person and their story. And in like the rug I bought is is helping women that are dealing with HIV, AIDS, and there's in the name of the, the woman that even made, handmade this rug. So I get to think about her. I get to pray over her when mm. I my rug. And it really is significant because it's not just another piece of carpeting to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, exactly. I think what the modern globalized kind of production world has done is sever the link between um, the person who made anything and the, and the end user. We have no transparency between those two things. And when we actually connect those things again and say, when you get out of bed and your feet touch the floor and hit this rug every morning, you now know the name of the woman who made that for you mm-hmm. and you can remember her. I mean, I, and I think that there is a very deep um, longing in people to have that connection remade again. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, Nathan, you're a Brit, and you're living in California. I know there's got to be a story there. So tell us a bit 
uh, a little bit about what made you move from the UK to start Trade as One. Well, a um, bit of a long story, but, but what happened was I've been in business in the IT industry for about 20 years now, and a number of years ago I kind of got um, uncomfortable with how I was as a, as a father, as a husband, as a follower of this kind of radical person, Jesus, and I just did, looked at my life and thought, this, you know, this doesn't, it's not radical enough. And so I went back to I, I, what I did was, and back to my company, cut down my working hours, freed up some time, and actually explored the area of um, ha- what's happening around the intersection of business, um, good news to the poor. How does, how does business actually help some of the most marginalized and abused people in the world? And so I went traveling. My wife and I visited about 25 businesses in the developing world, and um, we just got completely blown away by this, this notion that... Um, you know, the poor don't want handouts. Mm-hmm. They want jobs. Mm-hmm. And, and jobs actually long-term is the only way anybody knows to break cycles of dependency and, and um, poverty. And so I kind of thought, well, I'm a business guy. Um, I can actually make a direct connection between my skills and my, my faith. And so it's a long story, but we got really excited about the opportunity here in the States to... Um, to set up this business um, and particularly partner with churches around the country. And so we did a crazy thing and kind of stepped away from the mad life we were in and decided to move 6,000 miles across the ocean and start Traders One. And so that's kind of, that's the, the story. And it was, it was, it came down to just meeting, like all these things, it came down to meeting and having, having table fellowship with just a few people. I remember one really poignant Time, I met a woman who had been sold uh, as a sex slave into a brothel uh, by her aunt. And this young girl, terrified and being raped for profit every night um, in this brothel, um, had inscribed above her bed, The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, they will stumble and fall. And she was rescued by um, an organization called IJM. And... Mm-hmm. This kind of realization came that we can, we can do this great work of rescuing people like that, but if we don't have jobs for them, then, then at the end of that process, they are just as vulnerable as they ever were. So I kind of got really excited about, hey, I'm a business guy. I think I can do something about this. And so that's how we jumped into it. And we really do have to, to wake up to that. And, it, and I know it's not just on the international. As a matter of fact, I'm going to, uh, to court today um, with a gal whose daughter uh, was abducted here in Arizona. She was at the mall. And, um, you know, has, they, they actually did find her pimp, and now they're, they're she going... She was sold into the child sex slavery. And they actually um, took her and traded her to another pimp in another state. And they're they're going through the court proceedings right now with plea bargaining this, this pimp, and we can all step up and make a difference. We can do it here. We can do it on an international level. But it really does take what what you did. What you you know you sat down with your wife, and it's like, what? Where are my gifts that I can bring to the table and and make a huge difference? And and I love how you talked about you know just you know Jesus was such a radical at the time, and he did things that didn't make sense and. 
so many times we want to, we want to, we divert to common sense and what makes sense. And <laughs> when you see needs, you just got to step outside of that and go, this will not make sense. And it right. doesn't make sense to people, but I feel so strong. And it's almost like a sacred calling that I, I must do this. And I, I know we've heard your story and, and that's kind of a little bit behind your story. And so admire people like you that are willing to risk it and go, I have to do this because it's that important and it does make a difference, and it is making a difference all over the world. Um, you, each of your products, um, we already talked about, they have a story, and, uh, and they're very significant because each time you buy a product, it represents a different group that you are really, you're really helping, and it's really something sustainable, like you said, that keeps going on and on, and it's not just a one-time fix, but that's truly how we're going to make a difference, not just handing out money one time, but really creating those jobs. So, can you uh, just give us some examples of some of the products with the stories behind them? Yeah, I mean, you were talking about Christmas cards just now, and, and so, you know, taking that as an example, um, we have Christmas cards from um, an organization in Rwanda. I mean, uh, I, I, you remember what happened there with the genocide um, well over a decade ago now, and, um, you know, there are... There are thousands and thousands of uh, of orphans now, you know, over 18 and so on. And so this organization is um, is basically getting these orphans, whether it was from the genocide or from HIV/AIDS, which which is another whole issue. You know, AIDS is taking out an entire generation uh, mm-hmm. across Africa, leaving either grandparents or children. Mm-hmm. And um, so, cards from Africa take, takes the people that have been affected by this, teaches them how to actually make paper. It's really cool. And then how to turn that paper into greeting cards. And so, you know, the, the, the cards that we sell are made by uh, these people who've, who've been affected that way. Or there's um, an organization in Cambodia called Stop Start that takes people out of uh, human trafficking, out of commercial sex work, um, and takes these women who've been severely abused uh, in Cambodia gives them post-traumatic care, um, and it, it's all targeted at single mothers, and then they teach them skills that gives them jobs. And, and one of the businesses that they have is making bags, and so we buy tons and tons of bags from um, this, this organization. Um, there's chocolate, like Divine Chocolate, um, is, is an organization that is a for-profit, publicly listed company, but uh, the such a cool thing in that 35% of the equity in that company is actually owned by the farmers in Ghana who pick the beans. And I just think that's so stinking cool. Yeah, I mean, they own equity in a Western capitalist business that's being extremely successful. Well, Nathan, we want to keep talking with you, so um, stay with us. But coming up, we're going to be talking um, more outside the box, and we're going to be putting a bow on it. So grab a cup of coffee, stay with us, and Nathan, we can't wait to keep talking. Great. This is Girlfriend on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. Being frugal doesn't mean being cheap. And the frugalitarian is here to show you how. 
Jody Olson is a frugalitarian on Togedown, 3 p.m. Central, Wednesdays. This is the art of great living. It's just a matter of time before people start asking you to tell them your secrets to better style, bargains on food, home decor, and clothing. Your wants don't have to change, just how you acquire what you want. On The Frugalitarian, it's an uncommon mix of style, fashion savvy, and earth friendly. Showing you great taste, great style, and great ideas for finding everything you want for nearly nothing. I'm speaking from experience. I live on a beautiful farm where I take care of sheep and do a few light farm chores for extremely low rent. For more clever ideas on how to waste not and totally want not, go to thefrugalitarian.com. Join us every week for more information on how you can live better for less with Jody Olson. It's The Frugalitarian, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Let's chat it up with Bloom Talk with Barb Scala on Toginet. Thursday afternoons at 3 Eastern, 2 Central. And find out how women are growing, blossoming, and blooming in their friendships and careers, health, and so much more. It's Bloom Talk with Barb Scala. For more information, go to bloomonline.com. Whether you want to transplant your life or just do a little pruning, Bloom Talk will inspire you to cultivate the lifestyle you want to live. Join Lifestyles coach and co-author of Sanity Savers, Barb Scala, each week on Bloom Talk and sprout your dreams. Grow your life. I hear a lot from women. I want meaning in my life. I want a fulfilling life. I want to do something that's exciting and I can control my life instead of my life controlling me. I can tell the world this is who I am and, and this is what I'm all about. Barb will introduce you to dynamic guests and real women who are redesigning, rebuilding, and reinventing their own lives. And Bloomstorm, how you can dream, create, and grow the lifestyle you want to live. It's Bloom Talk with Barb Scala. Thursday afternoons at 3, 2 Eastern on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, we are back with Nathan George, who is the founder of Trade as One, and we've just been having just such an interesting conversation with him and just um, being educated on how we can really use our, our buying and spending power more significantly and, and profoundly to really impact people all over the world. And um, Nathan, I, we could just sit and talk to you forever, and we've heard a lot of your stories, and I know the times that I sat with you the, the time I did, um, I could have just sat forever because truly God is using you in significant ways and you have such an incredible story. And the thing that Patty and I so appreciate about your story is that you saw a need and you just didn't look the other way and you just didn't think, well, somebody else needs to do something, that you, you took it seriously, you took God seriously, and you said, I, I have to do something. And so you stepped out in faith, as we know, um, just to make it happen, you left a very lucrative job. And I know there's, a, there's an incredible story even there, but share with us. I mean, I'm sure there's other women out there. We all go, okay, what is my purpose? And if I, if I have a passion, how do I activate it? What do I need to do? Can you just share a little bit about that just to give us insight and just to encourage other um, people out there to just activate it? Yeah, I mean, that's a, just a fascinating question. It's actually... Um... I just love kind of digging around in that because I think that gets to the core of uh, of who we are and, and you know, we, we're all wired up to live life um, with meaning. And so much of the grind that we all go through every day just becomes routine or 
a burden and it becomes meaningless and we cry out, you know, why, how can I get more? And, I, and you know, often, and this may be more around um, business people, I don't know, but I, I often hear people talk about, I want to move from success to significance. And, um, and I kind of understand that. They kind of say, they're saying, I've got this hole in my life, I want more significance, and now I've been successful, I I just want to know what I need to do to have significance. And and I actually think that that actually does not answer the question properly because it's still a self-centered question. How do I get success? How do I get significance? And I would say that the, the radical change that we need to explore in our lives um, is, is more around surrender. And, and it's going back and saying, I, I remember a, a time when I, I, it was almost like a, um, a sacramental offering where I, I handed my passport, my wallet, my Blackberry with all my calendar and appointments and said, okay, I give up. I, like, take everything, take anything. I don't know what to do. Um, wow. And if we... If, if we do get to that point of surrender, you know, everything that flows after that does not feel heroic. It does not feel like a huge... No, it, it can be very, very scary. Mm-hmm. But if it is part of an authentic calling from God, there will always follow the resources, the courage, the faith necessary to take difficult decisions. And so it's it's... It all starts with that point of surrender, and I think that's probably the scariest thing because I think we domesticate and we tame the message of Jesus because we're essentially we're afraid of it, it, it because it asks too much of us. Mm-hmm. So the starting point has to be, I surrender, and I'm going to trust that this person that I say I follow is actually who he says he is, the Lord of the universe, and there is nothing that I will lack if I respond to his calling. I love how you just said that because I think so many times, especially being in America, um, we really don't have that faith. If this is really, really the God of the universe, we should have the faith. But I mean, I've even heard women say, make comments that miracles don't happen anymore today. <laughs> they do. It's it's because we we don't need Him. We live in such an yeah. affluent society that we're not depending on Him, so our faith is lacking. And we don't, we don't need to surrender because we feel like we've got it figured out and we have it all. And in the meantime, we're dying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think even these times, you know, today's show, just thinking differently, and we talked about the sanity clause earlier. It's not about the materialism of Christmas. It's really changing our thinking. And, and I love, you know, how you talked about the surrender because that is such a difficult thing to come to that place and go, God, Here's my wallet. It represents all my income. Here's, you know, here's my identity. Here's my influence. You have everything. I have nothing. And then he gives it back to us. And you have personally experienced that. And I think we all long for that, but we are not willing to risk it to, to gain that. You know, like what you did say, I, I'm going to put it all out there. And I'm going to go for it. And I'm going to watch God just show up in huge ways. And and then we get the benefit, too, of joining him and watching lives, you know, making a difference in people's lives and, and hearing these stories. And it really is, like you said, very significant. It, it is. And I think we, we rob ourselves of so much um, experience of miracles, of so much um, 
you know, exploration of the, the wonder and the mystery because we, because we domesticate and we tame the message because we're afraid of it. And I think, you know, if you look through the Bible, the most common instruction throughout from Genesis to Revelation is do not be afraid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, but we are. We live in fear. We live. And, and you know, if we look at Jesus' words, if, and, you know, if, if he was not who he said he was, then, I mean, when he says, do not worry, and it's, it's a command, then if he's not who he says he is, then he's, he's just, that's just a nice platitude. And it might be, might be nice to kind of work yourself into this state where you try not to worry. But if he is who he says he is, then he has all of the resources in the universe to be able to meet any need that we have. And so the command not to worry is actually something that is backed up with real... And and I have experienced just incredible miracles. There's no other word for it um, that I have never experienced before. But, you know, he, he asks us to get out of the boat before you can walk on the water. Mm-hmm. Um, and you start to sink because you are afraid of all the waves you see around you. And it's that point um, of dependence that he turns up in these amazing ways. Well, and this is such a good reminder because even, um, you know, there are people listening that are dealing with health crises um, and, and just all these different struggles in their life to go, don't be afraid, don't, don't worry, God is in control. And we need those reminders. And God um, still is the God of the impossible. And mm-hmm. things that we think are impossible are so within his grasp and realm. And um, we just got to rely on that. And, and you're even seeing that just um, through what you're doing to this organization and going. And, you know, we can all look at us and go, but we're just one person. Mm-hmm. But one person with God is a majority. Mm-hmm. You know? and, you, and you've experienced that. And that's what's just so exciting and just so challenging. And I know we, we're kind of, we could just keep talking to you all day long. Um, <laughs> But we want to really leave, um, you know, women with a message because as women, we have a lot of buying power within mm-hmm. our grasp, and we make a lot of the purchasing decisions. And, um, you know, and I think it's a challenge to us to be going, are we spending our money wisely? And are we using our influence and our, and our finances wisely to really impact other people as we spend money? And that was a concept when, when you had presented it that I hadn't really taken a lot of time to think about, but it really is very, um, it's a powerful thought. But um, how, can, how can we challenge women even more to, to do that? And, and like I said, this is not an infomercial. This is truly, we can make a difference in the world just in simple things within our hands and by simple things that we use. And um, just kind of as we wind this down, what is a message you just want to leave with, with women? Well, um, we, we definitely need to spend less. I think the economic crisis is beginning to uh, teach us that. We can't live on debt. Um, but we need to spend better as well. We, we, we need to see the power that we have. And, and that's what I love about, uh, about fair trade is, is it's proclaiming good news to the captive and um, to the poor and freedom to the captive. So I, I think let's just... Let's just think in creative ways. Uh, I loved what was being told about why not sometimes just not give a gift, instead give a gift of your own presence mm-hmm. um, to somebody. Um, so I think we've been duped for too long um, into thinking that it's all about spending money and so on. And, and let's just think of loads of creative ways to leverage our, um, our social capital, our financial capital, 
um, to bring more meaning back into our lives and to bring also some really good news to, to some other people. So, so what, yeah. what would, because we just need to give women permission, because so many times we say, I really want to make a difference, and I love how you say, uh, you know, that's what we really are wired to do. So in going into this season, how can women uh, get involved in purchasing the Christmas gifts uh, from Trade as One? Well, um, we've got the last few days left, so it would be important to get onto our website, tradeasone.com, pretty quickly and, and place those orders. But also kind of looking out towards next year as well, what we've launched is something called Fair Traders, which is wherever I've spoken and wherever we've done events, um, every single time people come up, and it's always women who say, I'd love to be able to do this in my home. Could I have a, like a home party with this thing and share the stories of behind these products with my friends? And, so we have a, an, a, a program called Fair Traders that, you know, throughout next year, people might want to say, yeah, that's something that I'd, I'd like to do. We also, um, if you're a member of a, a, a church, then get your church engaged as well because um, that's such a, such a powerful force for uh, getting people to understand the connection between their faith and their actions and, and how we can actually be good news without having to give another cent or get on a plane and go fix a problem somewhere in the world. Mm-hmm. It can be just the way we spend some of our money. So, And if anyone blogs, then blog about us. We, ha- you know, we do almost zero marketing, and we just need it, – it's all done by word of mouth. So, you know, that, just helping to spread that, that word about what we're doing. If anyone's in the Bay Area, they can turn up and help out. We have somewhere between 10 and 20 people every single day just turn up at our doors to help us ship orders out the door, and it's just crazy, crazy busy. So lo- lots of different ways, and, and I, I really appreciate you guys for you know, helping, helping out in this way and getting the word out, and just I've enjoyed our conversation too. Well, you know what, this has been, we are running out of time, and we could keep going for another hour or two, and I don't know if people would appreciate that or not, but we could just listen to you all day because we know there's still even so much more. But, um, you know, we've been challenged just today and just and thinking outside of the box um, this Christmas season in our gift-giving and our spending and just the way we look at, at, at this holiday season to truly create those memories. And, Nathan, thank you so much for joining us. And you have a powerful video that we encourage um listeners to go to on your site, tradeisone.com, and it's also on our homepage at girlfriendit.com. So have a blessed Christmas season. Have a, make some incredible memories. Laugh a lot. And we'll catch you soon. This is Patty and Lisa with girlfriendit.com. It's the show